Welcome to Sam's Business Growth Show, where I'll be interviewing business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. We'll be learning their story, how digital marketing has helped them along the way, and exclusive tips and insights to help you skyrocket your own business. Hello and welcome to Sam's Business Growth Show. I'm honoured, excited and truly humbled to have Brandon Bonanson on the show and episode today. Um, Brandon's a serial salesperson. He's done over $100 million in sales deals. Um, he's a two-time seven-figure entrepreneur. He's gone from having millions to starting from scratch to building up a successful company once again. Um, he's the CEO and founder of Seamless.ai, used by famous companies such as Google, Amazon, Facebook, podcast host, one of my favorite shows at the moment, Sales Secrets from the Top 1%, um, as well as author of the seven-figure sales system. Uh, plus, as a fellow digital sales professional, uh, Brand is one of my favorite guys to follow on LinkedIn with his great content, high energy levels, and just general enthusiasm with all the sales content he puts out. Brandon, how's it going, my friend? Hey, thank you so much, man. I truly appreciate it. Humbled, grateful to be here with you and, and the audience. And thanks for the awesome, awesome intro. No worries. Thanks for joining. So we've got a fair bit of ground I want to cover today, Brandon. I um, love it. Let's, let's start from the top. Um, it would be really great to kind of learn your story. For anyone who doesn't know who Brandon Bonanson is, it'd be awesome if we could learn kind of coming out of school, coming out of college, how you got into the business world, what, this, what were the steps you took um, into, into getting where you are today, leading up to starting up Seamless. If you could guide us through the journey and we could learn yeah. along the way. Yeah. I mean, my story is just, uh, unique. Like I, I hated the beginning, but now I appreciate it. So, uh, my mom and dad just came from a super poor family. My mom worked two jobs, one at a grocery store, one at a bank full time. My dad worked two jobs full time in computer retail at Macy's. So they actually used to sell computers at Macy's in the retail oh, wow. store. And then on the weekends, he worked construction. So we, we just grew up like really, really poor. I remember as a kid in, in grade school, just getting made fun of because like my mom would buy all of our shit from garage sales. And like, I, you know, I was like a small kid wearing extra large t-shirts into school. And like, you know, I looked like trap, like, you know, like it was just, it was tough. Right. And then, um, my family got a lucky break when my dad was selling computers in Macy's. And it, it funny, it wasn't called Macy's back then. It was called Maycom, the Maycom oh, right, company. Okay. Um, so he was selling Apple computers and in okay. Macy's. A sales executive walks up. My dad pitches him and he does such a good job that the sales executive at this startup called CA Technologies, Computer Associates at the time, offers him a sales internship for $22,000. And uh, I remember like, him telling me the story goes home, pitches my mom, like we need to get out of retail. I need to take this job, even though he was making more money selling computers in Macy's than he would with this sales internship. But he's like, I've got a good feeling that SaaS software is going to change the world. And this was sure. in like the 1980s at the time. Wow. So okay. he uh, takes the internship and I don't see my dad for like five to 10 years. So he's uh, CA technologies is in Islandia, New York. So okay. I'm, I'm from Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, um, right around where LeBron James is from. And um, he's traveling Monday through Friday. So he'll leave Sunday and then, and then come in Friday every week for like years of my life to sell at uh, CA Technologies. They'd fly him out and back. And I just remember like when I would see him, you know, he'd be selling 24-7 and then at night he'd be building these lists 
And then um, he joined President's Club 10 years in a row, went from sales intern to VP of sales, managing hundreds of salespeople to taking the first company to do a billion dollars in sales. Amazing. And, uh, well, yeah, okay. it was, it was wild. And then, um, he took me to one of his president's club and I remember I get in the room and he's got, you, you go, like we flew into Hawaii. We went into this big conference hall. You've got the ocean. Uh, it looked beautiful. It was amazing. And everyone was dressed in tuxes and, uh, beautiful, like red and blue dresses. And the, the, you're talking like thousands of dollars of tuxes and dresses and they're serving like caviar and all, all this crazy <laughs> stuff. And I remember, we sat down and they were bringing out filet and lobster for dinner. And he taps me on the shoulder and he's like, Hey, look around. You're never going to see more people making over a half a million dollars to a million dollars in this room than you will in any other career. He's like, sales is the best profession in the world. You know? And uh, I remember I asked him, I'm like, well, how'd you do it? And he's like, dude, you just got to sell 24 seven. And when you're not selling, you got to be building your lists of everyone that you need to sell to. So like that was when I was like 15, 16. I'm like, okay, I got to get into sales. Ended up um, applying in to, to go to the only school in my state that had a sales college, which was Ohio University. This was really cool. I knocked three birds out with one stone. That uh, is cool. I mean, I don't even know if we have specific sales schools or colleges in the UK as such. We have business. But yeah. To be honest, that's not really focused on sales. And I have friends. This I didn't was really new. Go to university, but I've got friends that did that. But it's never kind of fully geared on sales. But no, you carry on again. Yeah, no. So uh, this was like 2004. So it was brand new. Like there were only a few schools that were specializing in the business school to launch a sales college in the business college. And it was called the Ralph and Lucy Shea Sales Center. So, and, and what was cool is it was the number one business school. It was the number okay. one sales school, like in my state. Um, it was the number one business school in my state, number one sales school, like nationally. And then it was the number one party school nationally. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, I, I get all three uh, done. So then when I went there, um, I was big into online poker and I was like, I got to figure out something to sell. My dad said, you got to work hard. You got to build lists of the things that you need to sell. And then you got to love a product that you want to sell. So I'm like, well, I love poker. Online gambling was huge in the U S in 2004. This was right when world series of poker hit. Um, so I ended up cold calling and building a list of all the poker companies I pitched them to pay me $150 per poker player. They said, no, uh, they're like, I'll pay you hundred dollars. If you recruit poker players to join, I'm like, yes, absolutely. And then I built like a crawler scraper of all the people in my dorm room, um, to build this list. Right. Because like my, my dad said, you gotta have the list. So I built this list of all the college students in my dorm room, uh, using this web crawler scraper I developed. And then I mass emailed all of them to join party poker, poker stores, full tilt poker, also went dorm room to dorm room, knocking on doors. Long story short, um, that so you first year kind we, of was that kind of like an affiliate of party poker. Yeah. You were kind of was, doing it was, for them kind so of I built an customer. entire affiliate company for party poker, filter poker, poker stars, um, party gaming. There's a lot of different companies. Okay. So I, I, so I you just took something you're interested in, and yeah, as a, as a kind of hobby and kind of made that into a kind of side business whilst you were learning. Yeah. Yeah. So I did nice. it first to fuel like me getting my ass kicked in poker. And then like yeah. it, it, it just started printing cash. And, and I was like, this is exactly what I want to sell. So that first year it did a million second year, it did uh 3 million. And then third year it did 6 million. So, cool. you know, throughout my freshman and junior year, I made roughly 10 million in sales. 
Um, and then they made online gambling illegal in the U.S. So Ouch. Uh, took Whoa. all my money and just went in and launched a, a second company. I thought text message marketing. Okay, okay. just swinging back to um, when you were still doing the poker business at, at that kind of age. So you were, you were 16 through to 18 or so? No, 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 no. So college in the U.S., I don't know how it is where, where you're at, but I was 18, 19, ah, okay. 20, and 21. Even so, that's still pretty young, especially to be yeah. earning that kind of mac that kind of high level of cash. Yeah. So what, now, what were you, you doing when have, you're earning that? You still have expenses with ads and stuff, right? You, you, oh, I've, got a, I've got to hire salespeople. I've got to hire ads. Sure. Um, so you still have expenses. You're not taking all of that cash home, but I mean, sure. I was, I was probably the like top one percent of wealthiest college kids because you know who else is making millions of dollars? Um, and I was just an idiot, right? I bought a Mercedes to uh, okay. hard door a convertible. I bought yep. another Mercedes. I bought a motorcycle. <laughs> I bought property in Florida, bought a house in Florida. Like I was just burnt. And then I covered, I paid off my college, uh, yep. which was cool cash. So that was and then I, I also, yeah, that was the only sensible thing I did. Uh. <laughs> um, and then I just paid for me and all my friends uh, to party, you know? As you probably uh, would if you if I was eighteen to three to twenty one, I'd probably do the exact same. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, like I had unlimited cash, and it was really easy for me to make. So I just covered everything. It was like the entourage um, in a way. So that was really fun. But then again, they made online gambling illegal. Okay. So the the cash tapped out. Not tapped out. Sorry, the market just stopped. It disappeared in the U.S. So this was in flip phones. Uh, I was twenty one to twenty two. Uh, 2007, I'm like, flip phones, text message marketing is going to be the future. So we launched this text message marketing B2B software. And for the next three years, I end up losing everything I ever made because we didn't know how to build a list of all the B2B companies and contacts that we needed to sell to. And number two, we didn't know how to sell to the B2B contacts and companies or text message marketing software because poker was B2C. Like I was cool. selling online poker to college students. Like I knew who they were. I knew how to relate to them. I knew how to find them. I knew how to pitch them. Um, when I decided to sell text messaging software to Starbucks, Victoria's Secrets, Walmart, uh, vitamin water, like I closed a few accounts. Like I closed Rockstar Energy, vitamin water. Um, who else? Uh, Dairy Queen. Like I closed these national accounts, which was cool, but we didn't know how to make millions of dollars in sales uh, because we couldn't build the list of all these marketers at all of these fortune 500 fortune 1000 accounts. And we ended up losing over the next three years, everything we ever made on the poker business. And that's when we decided to sell the company, um, get out of it. And then um, my partners and I, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So when you say you couldn't kind of build a list, does that mean the market that you drilled down into was too niche or what was the reason behind that exactly? we just didn't know B2B sales. Like uh, we didn't know how to build a list of B2B contacts, like the B2B marketers. We didn't even like LinkedIn was just really starting out. And yeah, like, sure. we just didn't know how to find these B2B marketers and these contacts at these companies that we needed to sell to. And then even if we did build the list, we didn't know how to pitch this $50,000, $100,000 software to these people. Like, and then also why would they, why would a company like Walmart, or Starbucks or Victoria's Secret spend a hundred thousand dollars with a bunch of twenty-two year olds when there's similar companies like us who are venture backed with twenty million with forty year old vets selling yeah. this complex software. Like 
it was just a very a hard, hard market. It was a hard pitch, a hard niche to go after. And no one was spending any money in 2007 in text message marketing. So it was a mix of not having the list, not knowing how to pitch it, the list, and then a uh, very difficult market and too young to actually sell it. So I that see, business okay. fails. Uh, my partners go to IBM Interactive to build uh, software products and digital marketing. Like we were selling seven-figure websites. They're like, hey, you should join us at IBM. It's sweet. It's got a big name. It's an easy sell. So I'm like, I need to get out of mobile. Join them at IBM. And then after a few years selling for IBM, you know, we sold tens of millions of dollars. Um, decided to go to Google, sell for Google's top search agency. And then um, I brought all my former partners at IBM over with me. Uh, we nice. kind of jumped from place to place to place together. And then when we were selling for Google, we're like, we need to sell to every top paid search marketer and company in the world. So we ended up building a crawler and scraper that figured out the companies that were spending the most in PPC. Then we built a search engine to find all of the digital marketers at these companies. And then we built an AI engine to research emails and cell phones for all these people at the companies spending the most in PPC. Um, because we knew like my dad, the, the way that he built a, the first billion dollar SaaS company in the world, no company in the world has ever built a billion dollar B2B SaaS company. My dad said it was simple. You got to build the list every day. And then you got to sell 24 seven to that list. My first company, um, free 50 now for the ga gambling industry. I built a I scraper that built the list. We emailed and sold to that list, generated millions. My second company completely failed, lost everything I owned over the course of three years, longest years of my life because we didn't have the list. So when we were selling for IBM and Google, we're like, we need the list. The list is everything. So that's when we built these comp, like we noticed when we would buy that we would spend like 500 to a hundred, a million dollars on these sales databases, these sales databases, like they would have 2000 marketers and then we'd look yeah. on LinkedIn and there'd be like 4 million. And we're like, what the hell? How's there 4 million on LinkedIn? And then there's 2 million in the database. So when you were spent, when you say you're spending this money on databases, is this at IBM or is this when you're at Google? This is at IBM and Google. So like wow. when I joined IBM, I knew I needed, I knew I needed the list. So, you know, we bought lists from DB, discover org, zoom info, sure. um, red books is another one. So we, we like the, Back then, these databases are so expensive. So I had to pitch my, my president, my CEO, my chairman. Hey, I need all this money to get the list. Then I buy the databases and we log in and it's got 5% of our total addressable market. Like I said, you know, there's 4,000 on link or in the database. There's 4 million on LinkedIn. Uh, I've got screenshots of it too. I remember the day when I, I did the comparison. I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, I'm going to get fired. Because I just told my, my CEO and chairwoman, I need half a million to a million dollars to buy these databases to contact all these digital marketers and they're missing oh, wow. everyone. Uh, because the salesperson, you know, with these outdated sales databases, they'll tell you whatever you want to hear. Like, oh yeah, we've got everyone. We've got these titles. We've got these directors. We've got these VPs, these CEOs. And in reality, they don't have anyone. Or like they've got a few people and of those few people, 50% have phone numbers and emails and most of them are wrong or outdated or they left the company, you name it. Oh yeah. So then, I can speak from experience as well. Kind of, especially in kind of business development, sales, various roles. I've had the amount of data that you get is kind of a poor, poor quality and doesn't have all the up-to-date info. So it's, it's quite a grind, especially when cold calling or cold emailing or whatever you're doing to 
to push exactly, that. man. Exactly. Like, like you get it. And then, and then you're spending four or five, six hours a day building account lists, building contact lists, manually entering in thousands of rows from Excel into Salesforce, your CRM. And then you get to scour millions of websites looking for emails and phone numbers. And I'm like, the one thing that is wasting all of my time from selling, the one thing that is holding me back from making six figures in sales, seven figures in sales, you name it, is all this time wasted on building this list. I was like, I got to automate it. So we built Seamless.ai, our prototype, and uh, eventually went from a few million dollars in sales to like quickly overnight, you know, doing over a hundred million dollars in sales. And that was the first time I made over six figures in one month of a commission check. So you $137,000. Yeah. That's, that's an amazing figure, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. So you built this tool whilst you were at Google selling. Yeah. Well, so I had the idea at IBM. I'm like, I'm wasting all this time fucking creating these manual lists. This is so stupid. And I would also waste a lot of time on pitch prep. Like if okay. you're pitching a, a, a million dollar deal, a $10 million deal, a $25 million deal, you have to do a ton of research on the contacts and the companies and a ton of research on the decision makers, on their uh, 10Ks, on their projections, on their business needs, their requirements, their growth, the demand, the risks, the competitive landscape, the industry landscape, um, digital marketing research on web technologies, what they're doing, what their competitors are doing. This would take me like weeks to do this pitch prep. So I'm like, I got to automate the pitch prep. I got to automate building the contact lists for all these companies that I want to sell to. So I built this prototype. Um, you know, I studied programming and then I also worked with a lot of really smart engineers. Uh, obviously selling for IBM and Google, you've got the smartest engineers in the world. So I basically yeah, said, Hey guys, here's the architecture and the wireframes for like, I was like, you know, we need to build a, a platform like a search engine like Google. We could type in a title at a company and get the real-time contacts that work with that current title at the current company. I just wrote a check for $500 million. And the problem with all these outdated sales databases, they hold hot, they hold salespeople hostage because they don't have the current people with the current titles at the current companies. They're missing 90% of the people you need to sell to. And then when you call and email them, they have the wrong contact info 50% of the time. So I'm like, we got to build a search engine that makes it easy as hell to search the entire digital web, all the current titles at the current companies. And then we got to build an AI engine like what IBM built with Watson, where we can research, validate, and verify perfect emails, cell phones, and insights by, by real-time researching billions of data points. Uh, and it took, you know, it took a year to build and then another year to build and then another year to build. Like it took some time to build this thing. Got but it. once we Sweet. had it perfect, um, you know, our sales skyrocketed selling for, for IBM and Google. Um, and then I became a self-made millionaire in sales as a, a W2 employee. And that's when I was like, okay, when I got this six figure commission check and I made it over a million dollars that year, that was when I knew my mission was now I got to, I got to take this platform and instead of keeping it a secret for myself, which is my, what was my plan? I was like, I do not want to tell anyone about this secret weapon. <laughs> I was like, this is my gold mine. That was going to be my next question. Thing. Actually, like, I was going to say like, it sounds like from, from what you've described so far from when you were kind of working at Google, pretty successful, having some amazing months in terms of kind of sales revenue and obviously commission checks. Um, it sounds like you were scratching your own itch really because you were spending or the company, you had to pitch the company to spend kind of 500 K one mil on data sheets that were then only giving about Shit. 5% accurate data, yeah. which is terrible. 
and then you, you built this system or this tool that was giving you kind of decent data that was allowing you to kind of sell a million or so in one month and um that that helped you kind of build build the idea for steamers did it or what happened next? yeah no well i mean the pain of writing the 500 a million dollar check and being lied to that the, all these sales databases would have all the marketers I need to sell to. And then in reality, they had 4,000, LinkedIn had 4 million. I'm like, I just got totally scammed. And then I spent so much time and effort manually building the account list, the contact list, manually entering in all the data, the CRM, scouring millions of websites, looking for emails and phone numbers. I'm like, this is so stupid. I was like, we're sending people to the moon. How, like we have a Google search engine. We've got IBM Watson that can answer any question in the world. We've got Google that can research anything in real time. We, someone needs to create a search engine that can find everyone that you need to sell to. And that was when I was at IBM. And I'm like, I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to be the idiot that makes that thing, but that thing needs <laughs> to be built. And then I went to Google and I'm like, this is, I cannot do like no one fixed the problem with these outdated sales databases. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to build it to sell faster. And it, I, I built parts of seamless. Like I built the search engine first to find all the people that you need to sell to with the current title, of current company. And then I built the AI engine to research, validate and verify perfect email, cell phones and insights. And then when you combined the two was when we did over a hundred million, I became a self-made millionaire. And that's when I'm like, you know, I remember I was, I was at a, a conference. It was actually it was actually just a poker event, not even a conference. I was at a poker event in Vegas yeah. with my buddy, Steve, and we were staying at the Cosmopolitan and we were hung over Friday because we went out Thursday to, you know, play poker, won a bunch of money and then went Has out to be done. If you're in Vegas and, and Friday at the Cosmopolitan, you know, I'm, I'm, it's early uh, 9am my time on Las Vegas time. And then my company, you know, they were operating East coast time. I get a call from the accountant they're like, Hey, how do you want your, you know, we owe you $137,000 commission. How do you want that sliced up? And like, you know, anytime you're getting a call from your accountant, you think that there's a problem with your commission yeah. because salespeople, everyone loves to try to screw a salespeople's commission. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got a yep. call and they're like 137,000. I'm like, you mean like 10,000 or 13,000? I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, you mean like 13,000? And Chris is like, uh, she's our accountant. She's like, no, you're like, you sold so much and you were in back-to-back -back pitches and you closed all these deals to we owe you $137,000 this month in commission. How would you like that sliced up? I recommend we pay it out over the course of the next three to five months. And I said, like, I never had a commission check like that in selling, right? Like oh, I made that know how to respond. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like I made a, I never thought I would make millions of dollars again. Like I did when I was 18, 19, 20, I just thought I got yeah. really lucky. And then when I did it in sales, God, you know, I, I almost broke down crying. Uh, like I, I was at a loss for words because I was just in back-to-back -back pitches and I was traveling and I was closing so many deals. My calendar was packed full because I automated all of my list building, my CRM data entry, my appointment setting work. Like it just didn't hit me yet. Like how much pipeline and how many deals I won. And then when she called me, I'm like, I just, I just, I like went blank. And she's like, Brandon, you there? Like, Brandon, you there? And like my buddies, my buddy, Steve, like he was to the right of me. He's like, yo, dude, you okay? You look like you're about to cry. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, I was like, it just, sunk you know, in. when, when you get a call that you just made $137,000 without your salary, like, and then I got paid my salary on top of that, 
I just remember I was like, dude, this changed my life forever. I bet. And I want to help every salesperson, marketer, entrepreneur, recruiter in the world change their life forever. And I had this epiphany of like, I want to create more. I want to use, I want to take seamless and share it with the world and create more seven figure salespeople. I want to create more six figure salespeople, make all these people make over a million dollars in sales and, and people make over six figures in sales. And, and right when I got home after Vegas, I partied again really hard that night, obviously <laughs> like, uh, how old were you then, Brandon? Ah, man, 24, 25. I don't even and, know. And you're I how old 20, now? God, 33. Oh, only a few, few years older than me. Yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, that was, I was 24, 25, I think. Like, I, I don't remember the exact year. I could look it up. Yeah, yeah sure. I, I, it's funny. I don't even remember how old I am. Half Like, I'm just going so fast that I don't know what day it is. I don't know what month it is. But um, yeah, it was about 24, 25. And that's when I knew I had to go all in on building Seamless. So I started like really developing it still like, while I'm working full-time, taking my cash, putting in the building seamless. And then when it was ready, went full-time in 2015. Um, and then we it took years to build. And then we launched it in 2018. And, um, you know, quickly went from zero to, to helping, you know, almost 100,000 sales teams and, and marketers and entrepreneurs and, um, generate over a billion dollars in sales. And it's just been a wild, wild journey. And we're on Amazing. a mission to empower the world to connect opportunity. And we want to create more millionaires and six-figure earners in sales than any other software out there. So you, you basically had one of the biggest sales months of all time. Certainly certainly one of the biggest sales months that I've heard of. I don't know if it's one of the best of all time, but I know it's, it's quite, it must be up there. And um, it sounds like that, that really shook you up. That really kind yeah. of knocked it out yeah, of Yeah, because I, I knew I was going to make over a million a year. And that was like the first year I've ever done that again, like compared to what I did when I was an entrepreneur. And I didn't think I'd, I'd ever be able to do that again. Um, and if I could do it in sales, I believed anyone in the world could do it. They just need the lists and they need to put in the work and then they need the training. And with the right lists and the right scripts and the right training, you can do anything. Yeah. And that's why we launched Seamless. And then I was like, okay, now that you've got the lists, you need the scripts. So I basically took all the scripts that I've ever wrote. Uh, I wrote five, 10,000 pages worth of scripts. I became a and, scripts maniac. And when you say scripts, for anyone that doesn't understand, are you talking about kind of cold calling scripts, cold email scripts? Yeah, like sales scripts. Script? Like, yeah, like cold calling scripts, cold emailing scripts, social selling scripts, list building scripts. Um, Sales objection scripts. I'm not interested. No budget. It's too expensive. Send me more information. Already working with someone. I need to talk to my boss. What's your guarantee? Um, how much does the it ones, cost? The ones every salesperson loves to hear, right? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> like, yeah, I knew once you had the lists, like if you could find anyone's emails and phone numbers for everyone you need to sell to at any company in the world, you could become rich. And that's why we launched Seamless. And then, um, and then once you had all the lists, seven-figure sales lists, you know, you need the scripts. And that's why we wrote 15 books, the seven-figure sales systems. If you go on Amazon, you know, we put all of our books on Amazon, the seven-figure sales scripts. And uh, from there, we're just now, like today, um, we're just on a mission to create a thousand millionaires 
and 10,000 people earning six figures in sales with the power of CMS and the power of our seven figure sales system. Awesome, man. That's, that's an amazing story. And it sounds like you've always kind of had that because a lot of people, um, I'm sure would be just content, especially doing a, a million kind of uh, dollars in, in one month and getting that size commission check. A lot of people may be content, but it mm-hmm. sounds like you've always had that entrepreneurial spirit inside of you to kind yeah. of kick off this idea while scratching your own itch, whilst fixing your own pain with the data and building mm-hmm. your own tool. You've kicked that off into a to business in 2018, starting. To well, it was, it was tough too. Like I knew I would never probably be able to earn more than like 1.5 to 2 million in sales. Like eventually they will, like eventually people hire than like I was making more money than my CEO. That like you, you know like like there's there's um, you know you than my chief revenue officer. Like you make so much more. You know eventually the people higher up that see you making all this money will try to change your commission structure. And I'm like, the only way for me to earn more is by going full-time on my own thing. And I love helping, like I loved helping the advertisers make more money with Google ads. Like I loved selling Google ads and search marketing because like, I truly believe like it, if you put a dollar in the machine, we can make you help you make two, three, five, ten. It's all math. It's easy. Like, let me show you how. We've done it for thousands of companies and brands. So it was like really easy. And you know, I was so sold on it. And then like when seamless changed my life forever. And I'm like, I'm not that smart of a guy. I was like, if I could do it, anyone in the world could do it. And that's when I was like, instead of helping Google and IBM and all these big companies and advertisers make a shitload of money. I want to, what if I could help the world make millions of dollars? Well, like, what if I could help every salesperson make over six figures in sales, make over seven figures in sales by helping all these people get rich? I'm going to get rich helping them get rich. And it's a nice. massive win-win. So that's when I was like, okay, I know what I need to go all in on. Um, and uh, the motivation comes from like, there's two stories with the motivation. I remember exactly like number one, getting made fun of as a kid. Like, okay. you know, because we were so poor, we always ate shitty food out of cans. And like, you know, I, I don't want to harp on this, but like anyone that that's grown up poor, you know, where you're eating out of canned foods and like the canned foods are the, like the most unhealthiest types of food, like canned beef or D like, yeah. like just the nastiest or baked spam. beans. I don't know if you guys have baked beans over there. Do you? Yeah. Like, yeah. like <laughs> baked beans and spam and hot dogs. Like this food is so bad for you. And so nasty. And I just remember as a kid, like eating shitty and like the shitty clothes and always getting made fun of. Like, I think that motivated me. Like I have to like, I never want to get made fun of. I never want to be poor ever again. And then this is a story I've never told. This is an exclusive for you, Sam. Here we go. I remember in high school, I started dating this chick named Kate. Kate Fergus, if you're listening out of Avon, (laughs) Ohio. I'll have to search on LinkedIn after this. (laughs) So 15 years old, I fall in love with this girl named Kate. And like, this was before my dad was getting like super rich from being a top salesperson and building the first billion dollar company. We were like going from lower class to middle class. And Kate's family was super ultra wealthy. And like, we were poor. She was rich. Her family didn't want her to date me because I was, we were poor. And I remember like after dating a while, like they forced her to break up with me. That had a big impact on me when I was like 15. I'm like, dude, I'm like, 
you know, I was in love with this person and now like I'm, I'm 10, you know, 10 X in love with my fiance, Danielle, but it's like a crazy story where like, you know, someone breaks up with you because you're poor, you know, at that age, like you think you're going to marry him and you're in love, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I just remember, like, I remember like, like, I remember like going into my, whatever they call it. Like, uh, I don't even remember seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, whatever they call it before college. Um, I'm like, dude, I'm going to go into sales like my dad. I'm going to, I'm going to crush it. I'm going to make so much money that they wish, you know, they never had Kate dump me. And then like, I just always had this chip on my shoulder of like something to prove from being so poor that I got to do something different. I got to give it my all and I got to go crush it. And I think that's where a lot of my motivation comes from was like my dad going from poor to rich and him always telling me like, if you go into sales, you could accomplish anything in life. As long as you build the list, as long as you sell to that list 24 seven and work your ass off. And then just from like, luckily growing up poor, like getting made fun of, uh, getting persecuted as a kid. Like I'm thankful for that stuff. I don't regret it because I wouldn't be as motivated as I am now. I wouldn't be as hungry. I wouldn't be as like, just to prove myself that I, I can maximize my own potential and change the world. Yeah, man. So it sounds like those, those two things were a big, big driving factor in kind of what you put in the work day in, day out and kind of what, how you've got to, to where you are today. Um, and then the mission changes, you know, like hmm, you got to be mission oriented. Like instead, like, like what I do today isn't because I was broke when I was like, <laughs> like as a kid, it's just those little things at those different times push yeah, you and motivate you and inspire you. And then you do something for that reason. And then you find another reason, another reason. And, um, you know, the most money I made was focused around helping people make the most amount of money. You know, when I was selling for IBM and Google, I was so obsessed with helping these advertisers and these companies maximize their sales and make more money than they ever dreamed of. Like I was so sold on just doing whatever it took to help them win and make more money than ever and maximize their ROI. Like that's when I became the richest and like with seamless, I'm so all in on helping our users and our audience maximize their sales. And I'm the richest I've ever been at the company personally, professionally, and the most fulfilled. And I think like, if you've got a big mission, our mission is to positively impact a billion people, empower the world to connect to opportunity. I think like what you do in life, if you have a big mission to change the world and to positively impact the world, that's the most important. Like I don't do anything for money now. Like I don't care about the cars. I don't care about the houses. I don't care about anything. I care about really just, just these landmark like social impact change. Like I want to create a thousand millionaires and I want to create 10,000 millionaires. Then I want to create a hundred thousand millionaires. Then I want to create a million millionaires. Awesome, man. And I think what you're doing is really, really great, especially considering you've kind of proven the, the strategy or the, or the system that you have can work and you're, you're kind of helping other people to, um, yeah, to succeed in sales really, which is, which is a great business in my opinion. Um, that's cool. So, I mean, when, when you started, um, seamless kind of going mm-hmm. back to when you started the business back in 2018, I believe you said, how, yeah. so how we launched the product with- in 2018. Okay. You launched in 28. So you're probably working on, well, you're working on the tool before. It took like, years. So- it took years to build the search engine, the seamless real-time B2B okay. search engine and AI engine. It took years and it was hell. And we almost went bankrupt year after year for the first two to three years. Like you almost go bankrupt because like you're building something, you have no customers. So then we like manually built lists for people. 
like while we're building this list, this uh, platform, the world's fastest and most accurate list building platform of all yeah. time, our search engine, like while you're building that, you have to make money. So then we just manually built sales lists for people. I uh, got it. Because like we were using parts of our technology to build like, cause it was never like ready for the public. So we would use parts of our technology to build these manual data sheets, you called it, uh, these data lists. And then we would go sell that while we're trying to build this platform. And then, you know, it's just, it takes forever to build a, like a, it takes millions of dollars and, and years to build, you know, what we've built. And I'm lucky to survive and thrive through that experience. Yeah, man. I mean, a tool like that must, like, like you've described, must have taken hours of blood, sweat, and tears, and just grinding it out. Was um, yeah, when you I mean, you're talking like tens of thousands of hours and tens, tens of millions of dollars. So when you started, was it just yourself, or did you have a, a co-founder or a first sales guy? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was. I had the idea, and then I hired a few developers and then I hired my, my first salesperson, my VP of sales, Mike Hopkins. And, uh, Mike Hopkins has been there from the beginning, you know, with me side by side, Austin, my, my VP of technology has been there. He came in halfway through, we were building, thank God he's a blessing. And then my VP of product, Jake, Jake worked with me at IBM, at Google and at Immobile and at our poker company. So all these guys, we've known each uh -huh. other from these different businesses and like the problem is, is the older you get, the less risk you can take. So when I went all in on Seamless, it was high risk, barely could pay anyone. All the money's in the company, like it was high risk. So all of these guys that I built companies with and worked with in the past, now they've got houses, they've got families, like they can't just quit, make little, like no salary and then join Seamless. But uh, luckily, you know, we, we started gaining traction and I was able to pay them finally. And then, you know, Mike worked on commission forever, $25 an appointment commission forever. And then, you know, we finally started closing deals and then we, I was able to pay him more and pay him more and pay him more and pay him more. And then we were able to build a big team. And so now we're a team of about 55, 60 people, you know, since launching, it was like five people in 2018. And then the past two years, you know, uh, we've, grown first year was like a thousand percent and then second year was 500 600 percent growth and uh, my goal now is to 5x 500 percent growth the company go from 50 to 60 employees to 250 by the end of the year and um, by the end of this year you know we want to create a thousand millionaires ten thousand people earning six figures in sales well, amazing amazing so when it was just kind of a few of you, um, you and your friend, and it sounds like quite a lot of your, your guys that you recruited, you knew from back in college or previous roles or previous jobs, and you've kind of linked up back up with them for Seamless. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. That's, that's kind of it like- took a while to, it, took, it took a while to sell them to join me. I mean, like they yeah. knew I would, do, like they knew who I was and I would pull it off. But again, like they couldn't leave 401ks and- really high paying salaries until I had like proved product market fit and had some traction. Yeah. I guess, I guess it makes sense if they've got secure jobs and they've got families. They got Cause like I didn't raise venture capital funding at the beginning. I just used all the, all my cash that I made using seamless to sell. But then when I went full time on seamless, like you lose that salary, you lose the commission that you used to be making. 
So it was like, okay, I've got hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, to play with and pay people with, but not like millions. So, you know, if I could go back in time, I would have raised a few million dollars right from the beginning. Um, but, you know, everything happens for a reason. We built yeah. the product really strategically, really smart. We couldn't make wrong product decisions because we didn't have any money to lose. So you have to be laser focused and obsessed with like, what are the customer needs? So you don't build shit that no one wants to maximize sales. And we lasered in on that to ensure that we build the world's fastest, most accurate list building platform of all time. Amazing. So Brandon, on this show, we like to talk about how, um, as well as learning your story, we like to talk about how digital marketing has helped you along the way. Mm. So in terms of kind of building up seamless, how would you say that digital's played a role in that? Because I know you guys love to call, call and set appointments, but there's many other channels you use. So could you tell me a bit more? Yeah. So, you know, for IBM and Google, we always sold a multi-channel marketing approach. And I think for sales, for marketing, you need a multi-channel, omni-channel approach. You got to use all the channels and you just have to maximize the ROI on all of them. So I've always been an omni-channel salesperson, you know, using calling and emailing, right, of course, but then using social sure. selling and LinkedIn, using content, using email marketing, using retargeting on Facebook, on Google, on LinkedIn, using Google ads, using Facebook cold ads, using long form ads. Um, you got, you got to use all, using text message marketing, direct mail. You got to use all the channels to get in front of your prospects and deliver value to them with a strong call to action in omni-channel, multi-channel prospecting, selling, marketing is the key. <clears throat> and then you measure the CAC, the cost to acquire customer per channel. And um, you, your goal is to just maximize the scale of each channel, right? Like how many customers okay. can I acquire with this channel, this channel, this channel, but then also minimize the cost to acquire customer per channel. So it's like you Got want it. to increase the volume and you want to lower the cost to acquire. Makes sense. And it's maximize. been critical. I mean, multi-channel marketing, the reason why we've been able to grow a thousand percent is because of multi-channel marketing and selling. And would you say a lot of businesses are naive to omni-channel? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I sold digital advertising my whole career, right? <laughs> so like, like Sam, I know you sell digital advertising. I mean, like if you're not on the first page of Google, if you're not in the first three results, uh, no one's going to find you. I think 93% of traffic visitors visit the first three search results. So yeah, the, yeah, the only so. way to, to, to win the market share there is like, okay, you got a badass organic SEO or you have to be advertising with Google ads. Uh, you know, so, so that's one of the things like people don't realize the importance of marketing, the importance of selling, like, the reason why businesses fail is because not enough people know that they exist or that they've got a solution that could solve their pain points. The only way to, 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 to share your message with the world, your product with the world is you need the list, right? And then you need to advertise market and sell to that list. And Brandon, do you think every company can have a list? No matter what oh, yeah, sector yeah. you're in, no matter what For your sure. business offers. I mean, yeah, you like, It'd be like asking, like, does every company have customers? Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I think B2B is a lot easier than B2C. Like building a list of consumers is a lot harder than building a list of uh, B2B contacts. Yeah, uh, but nowadays, especially in the UK, we have, we have something called the GDPR. Yep. So that 
cold calling stuff is is tricky business it's well regulated business especially oh, yeah. in b2c business to consumer b2b yeah. not so bad i i speak a little bit from experience because i used to work in data and lead sales mm-hmm. before i was in digital marketing so yeah, that's awesome yeah I, I know that kind of stuff um yeah the regulations yeah, like case, fun I, like i don't touch b2c um yeah. you know that was my first company i think i struck gold in poker and online gambling and then i just think selling b2c is just uh you got to have the right product. And um, I've always been a B2B guy ever since. And, um, you know, B2B, you know, you've got seamless, you've got all this digital data. Everyone's so open to sharing information about themselves publicly on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Google, everywhere, on blogs, websites, you name it, to where you could, you could uh, aggregate all this data and uh, if you have the right platform to do that and then learn so much about the people and the companies that you need to sell to and then how to contact them to where it's a game changer. You could easily sell to them. Um, and it, like you got to do both, though. You got to do the selling and you got to do the marketing. And to do That's either right. of those, you need the list. And then once you have the list, you know, you use all the channels. Too many people say like, oh, you only sell selling works. And then I, I meet a ton of people. Oh, only marketing works and it's like you need both it's not one versus the other it's how do i leverage it all and how do i maximize the scale all the customers acquired while i minimize the cost to acquire customer got it all about measuring it as well by the sounds of it yeah and the attribution around that is a pain in the ass but that's another story <laughs> okay brandon so do you have a do you have a favorite digital marketing channel you've talked about utilizing an omni-channel approach mm. is there is there one yeah. specific performance marketing hands down so like in digital advertising performance marketing when i say performance marketing google ads facebook ads linkedin ads yeah. um google is typically going to be the cheapest while facebook is going to be the cheapest than google than linkedin it all depends on your audience and, and what you've got going on. But I'm a big fan of Google, Facebook, LinkedIn advertising, and um, also social media, you know, leveraging social media. We get a million views a month on all of our content um, because we went all in on social media and we went all in on paid advertising. And yeah, if you've got an amazing product that you fully believe in and, and you could change a lot of people's lives, I think doing the, the digital advertising and the social media is pretty easy. Yeah, man. And you say um, one question on, on that side of things. You say like Facebook ads and for companies that sell to other companies, so B2B, is Facebook that great in terms of, because I, I always thought Facebook was B2C. Yeah, absolutely. I think Facebook's amazing. I mean, everyone spends so much time on Facebook. Everyone spends so much time browsing the web where Google display network's incredible. Everyone's spending time on LinkedIn where LinkedIn retargeting is incredible to where like you want your ads and you want your message to be wherever your prospects are at. Of course. And like if your prospects are on Facebook, show them ads. If their prospects are on websites, show them Google display network ads. If your prospects are on LinkedIn, show them LinkedIn ads. If they're on YouTube, show them YouTube ads. So figure out where your prospects visit and then show them ads wherever they go. Amazing. Okay. So Banner, moving back to your business, um, I'm aware we're getting kind of close to time. So I don't want to take too much of your time today. I know you're a busy man. Um, it'd, be, it'd be great to know kind of what have been your business high points and low points. Um, let's, let's focus on Seamless for now. Yeah. So 
the low points are always the most interesting. Um, we never had a problem with sales. Like the product's amazing. People always wanted to buy the product. Um, I, I had a hard time fundraising. It was like the only deal that was hard for me was venture capital fundraising. And, uh, you know, we, need, we knew like when you're building your, uh, a Google for salespeople, you're, we're building a, basically a Google and IBM combined, like which is a very cost expensive software. You know, uh, Seamless, the world's fastest, most accurate list building platform of all time. Our search engine finds emails and cell phones for anyone in the world that you need to sell to. Like building that is going to take 10, $20 million. It's going to take a lot of money. So, you know, 2017, um, right before we launched the product, we needed a fundraise because we were running out of cash. And like I prospected and pitched over 337 venture capitalists. So like when I logged into my Salesforce, I literally, I had a VC check mark in my CRM and I saw that I had met with and pitched over 337 VCs Whoa. in angel the space investors. Is how long, how much time? Five, probably two years. Over okay. two years, like since I had the idea of Seamless till a year before launch, I was trying to pitch anyone and everyone that had money so that I could get funding to fuel this dream, to fuel this amazing platform to change the world. Yeah, and I, like, I remember seeing a post from you on LinkedIn saying that was one of the toughest kind of yeah. uh, targets you've ever pitched. Yeah, yeah, I did that post a long time ago, and I'm trying to I'm trying to find that post so I could like <laughs> repost the video because I went super deep into it. Okay. Um, but pitching a venture capitalist and them telling you no like is very hard because they don't just tell you no. They're like Brandon, like you know you don't look right. You're not from the right city. You don't have the right education. You don't have the right team. You're not located in the right spot. You didn't study computer science at MIT. Like they break you down. You're not in the right market. You're not smart enough. Your team's not smart enough. You're not great enough. Your product sucks. Your idea sucks. Like they tear you down. Sounds like a show we have in the UK called Dragon's Den. I don't know if you've heard of that. But I haven't heard of it, but if it's brutal... It's brutal, that, man. It's basically entrepreneurs going in front of three or four kind of well-established business people. That's kind of like Shark and, Tank here. Yeah, it's like Shark Tank. They pitch the idea and they just, if they don't like it, they rip it to pieces. And yeah, it's, it's tough, man. That sounds exactly like that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was like going on the Dragon's Den or Shark Tank and then just <laughs> th throwing eggs at you though, like for 20 minutes telling you why you're going to fail. And like you hear that 337 times. Like now luckily... I closed 45 investors, bunch of VCs, bunch of angel investors. So like, you know, I, I don't know the math. You do the math, 337 minus 45, whatever that is, 290 or something around there. Sure. Um, you know, when you hear 290 times why you're going to fail, it, you know, it messes with you psychologically, it messes with you mentally. And you just, you have to dig down deep and just say, no matter what, I'm going to keep going no matter what. I'm going to keep giving it my all. No matter what, I will not quit. And uh, that was like the lowest point in time over the course of a few years trying to fundraise, trying to get money, everyone telling you no. And then like, because you'll start to question yourself. You're running out of money. You're going broke. You're still like every year you're trying to build this thing. You're so close, but you just need more engineers and more funding. And you're so close, but you're not there yet. And you can't launch yet. And that was really hard. Uh, my highs have been, Every day, you know, every month we get hundreds of testimonials from people 
uh, the lives that we changed. Like I was able to buy the car, my dream car, my dream house, my dream vacation, my dream college for my kid. My mortgage is paid off because of you. I'm able to put food on the table because of you. Like, you know, I've, awesome. I've been able to make six figures in sales because of you. I've been able to make seven figures in sales because it's seamless. I closed this $1.5 million deal that made me $120,000 in commissions. Like hearing that every month, hundreds of times a month, that's been our largest high point. And that's why we launched this award called the Six Figure President's Club Award and the Seven Figure Award. Yeah, I saw some videos for that on LinkedIn. It looks like a pretty cool, a pretty cool yeah, idea. Yeah, it's, it's a massive, it's a massive award. Okay. And like, so when you make over $100,000 in sales using Seamless, you know, we ship you this award, this massive like uh, Grammy award. And then when you make seven figures in sales, we send you the same award, but it's a platinum, uh, a platinum silver award. And uh, that's what really fuels us. And that's our mission of like, hey, we want to do a thousand millionaires, 10,000 people earning six figures in sales, ship everyone the awards. And um, that, that's really the goal. Amazing. No, that's, that's cool. And it's, it sounds like that was quite a grind kind of pitching to all those uh, venture capitalists. It was terrible. It, it was the worst time of my life. So how that was, that was, I mean, the worst time in my life was the three years of trying to build in mobile and failing because we didn't have the list and we didn't know how to settle the list. Yep. The second worst time of my life was like feeling like you're insane trying to pitch to these VCs to convey the market opportunity to convey why this is so critical for the market, why we need to build this, why we need to get the funding to build it, the massive market opportunity, you name it, and everyone telling you no. Like you, you'll go crazy hearing that day after day. Five um, people after five people telling you. I think I think a lot of business owners or kind of directors of businesses will probably have a similar thing. For example, if sales are low one month, if issues happen, it's it's going to grind on you. It's going to kind of put you into a negative mindset. So, what do you do, Brandon, to kind of bring bring up the positivity for yourself and your team if if things like that I, happen? I just focus on the solution. Like what? Like I don't focus on anything negative. I just focus on like what is the solution? Like I'm obsessed with finding the answer. I don't care where the answer comes from. I don't care who on my team has the answer. I just want to find it, right? Like, you know, let's just say we want to do $100 million in sales and we're at $50 million in sales. It's like we've never done $100 million in sales before in a year. I want to do that. Like, okay, what? how do I do that? Like, what, what do I need to do in sales? What do I need to do in marketing? What do I need to do in customer success? What do I need to do in engineering? What are other companies that have done that done? And I study those companies to try to replicate model and clone what they've done to do what I want to do. Like, it's just a lot of research and tenacity to figure out what do we need to do that we're not doing today that we should be doing to get to where we want to go. Awesome, man. And you've got some great videos on that, actually. That I'd recommend anyone listening or watching to kind of tune into, um, especially if it doesn't matter if you're in sales or if you're in business, where you talk about kind of what do you want to sell per month in terms of sales revenue? Or oh, yeah, the year. million dollar sales, break, man. Exactly. And then break it down to, well, in your terms, the list, how many calls do you need to make, how many emails you need to send, how many social touches do you need to make, etc. Do all the calculations, do the mathematics, what's your average order value? times that yep. by the amount of leads you need to convert an appointment to convert a sale, add it all up. There, there you go. Really. That's, that's the work you've got to put in. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Great formula. I, I've used I like it to call it this, the seven figure sales math. So you take a million dollars, you divide it by your average commission, you know, mm -hmm. the average commission check that you get um, on a deal, let's just say it's $10,000. So you take a million dollars, what you want to make. I want, I want to help you make a million dollars a year. Um, 
you know, and even if you're at 50 K and you're like, I don't believe a million dollars, uh, I could do a million dollars a year. Let me tell you, like, if I could do it, you could do it. Uh, I didn't believe that I could make six figures in sales. And then I made six figures in sales. Then I always dreamed of making a million dollars a year. And then I made a million dollars a year in sales. My goal is to help you make a million dollars in sales. And um, you take a million dollars, you divide it by your average commission check. Let's just say it's 10,000. That means you need a hundred dollars for a uh, hundred deals for the year. Then you divide a hundred divided by 12. And then you divide that number by uh, 22 business days. That gives you the amount of deals that you need to close per day, every single day, you know, per business day. And then you got to figure out your funnel. Like how many leads does it take to book the appointments? And then how many appointments does it take to close the deals? And then once you have that, you know, okay, the daily leads, the daily appointments needed, the daily deals needed, and no matter what, just do all the activity required to hit that daily target. And then you'll make a million dollars a year. Like it's, Sounds, it's simple, awesome. but it's obviously hard to execute. So like yeah. you got to do the math to at least know what do I need to do every day to make a million dollars and then figuring out the systems, the scripts, the lists, the technology, the people that you need to go do that. And it sounds like it's once you've worked out the maths, what, what it is you need to make a million per month or per year or whatever your sales revenue targets are. It's all about putting in that activity but not just any activity activity that will actually get results. So it doesn't matter whether you're doing it yourself or whether you've got a team of employees of sales staff that, that do it, but they've, they've got to put it in. Oh yeah. You got to put in all the work. I mean, it's going to, it takes a ton of work. It takes a ton of effort. It's a lot and you just got to do it. You got to put it in. Amazing. Okay. So Brandon, have you got any advice that you would give to anyone listening who's thinking about starting a business or has a startup business? Yeah, I, I, my advice would be, you know, I truly believe you're one list away from the business you want, the life you want, the marriage you want, the house you want, the family you want, uh, the life, your dreams, your goals is just one list away. Build, figure out what your list is, what your niche is, build that list and, and then sell to it like crazy. Leverage a multi-channel approach, sell to it and you know leverage all the sales channels leverage all the marketing channels and go after that one list because you're just one list away and you need to build that list you need to contact those people and you need to get them booked and you need to close them and uh you could do it it sounds so simple when you say it like that right yeah absolutely. <laughs> the list is the key awesome, and, and don't don't quit you know like you're, you're gonna run into a thousand problems you'll underestimate the amount of problems, the amount of hassle, the amount of capital, the amount of heartache, the amount of legal, everything you'll underestimate and just don't, don't underestimate anything. Um, you know, imagine that it will take 10 years. Imagine that it'll be 10 years of headaches and problems. But if you have a solution oriented mindset, no matter what problem I run into, I will find, I will search for the solution. I will find it and I will overcome it. I will run through the wall, around the wall, climb the wall, I will get through that problem wall, no matter what, whatever it takes. Like I, you know, I hope people listening and following me, like realize that I, I just do whatever it takes. I'm not smart. I'm, I'm not special. I didn't come from a special family. I didn't come from a smart family. You know, I just will do whatever it takes. If that means working seven days a week, I work seven days a week. If it means I have to travel every week to a different state. I'll travel every week for a different state. If it means I got a cold call for five hours, it means a cold call for five. If it means I have to learn paid advertising and I got to write Facebook ads, I'll write Facebook ads. Like 
or Google ads or whatever. If I got to learn how to build funnels, I'll learn how to build funnels and, and landing pages. Like you just have to do whatever it takes. I've never pitched venture capitalists before. I had to learn that. And then I had to figure it out. Like you just have to have that whatever it takes mindset to be successful. And if I could do it, you could do it. And I look up to the people that have done things that I've want to do. And I look at them and I'm like, dude, if he could do it or she could do it, I could do it. I just have to learn what did they do? And then I have to model what they've done and then go do that thing. For me, the way that I've been successful and the way that my family built the first billion dollar software company and the way that I've built three multi-million dollar companies and I became a self-made millionaire in sales and as an entrepreneur is through the list. And that's just my experience. And I believe that's the vehicle that you need. Like the only way to exponentially increase your sales is with the list. The only way to build your list is with like a platform like seamless.ai. And, um, you know, I would just study and model the people that have done what, what you want to do and then go do it and do whatever it takes to make that happen. So any people with their own businesses start up, got an existing business, the kind of three takeaways from this, it sounds like is build up the list kind of work out the the maths as in kind of what do you need to be yeah. doing the seven figure sales math the seven yeah. figure sales maths or math if you're in the us and um putting the activity putting the activity Absolutely. that will get you the results one thousand percent it's Amazing. like you, you do the seven figure sales math you build your list then you sell to that list you market to that list like crazy fantastic black brand has been an absolute pleasure um i've learned loads i'm sure everyone listening and watching has learned a ton um so I'm sure you're an inspiration to many, any business people and aspiring entrepreneurs across the globe. Um, what I like to ask everyone that comes on the show to, to finish is if you could thank just one person, dead or alive, for having a, a positive influence on yourself mm. and your career, who would that be and why? Yeah, I mean, two people. One, my father, who taught me sales is the greatest profession in the world. I barely saw my father. You know, he was gone on the road, fuck my whole childhood. Um, but he taught me again, like if you work hard and you master how to sell and you find the people that you need to sell to, you can make all of your goals and dreams a reality. Um, and I'm thankful that he taught me that even though he wasn't like around in my life a lot because he was traveling, selling all the time. And then also my, my fiance, Danielle, who's been with me since my first company when I was 18. Um, We've been through three startups, two sales careers together. Uh, she, whenever I doubt myself, she tell you know she helps tell me like it's just temporary. Like you got this, you can do this. That's what women so, do, man. They keep us in shape. They keep us in line. Yeah. When you are know, you getting like, married, by the way? When are you? Congratulations. Sh- when are you? Gosh, we've been dating for like uh, shit twelve years. So we've oh, been wow. together okay. for twelve years. We've been engaged. I don't even know how many years. Uh, we're just so happy. We don't do anything that the like the norms do, like mm-hmm. like the masses. Like we just do what we want to do. Um, I don't. We got to find time to figure out when we're gonna have I time bet. because building seamless, you know, sixty people, and we're traveling all over the world now and doing the different book tours. So it's like tricky. But uh, whenever she wants to get married, like uh, <laughs> I'm in. Um, yeah. So I, I let, you know, Danielle and, and my father, Dave, like they've just been huge uh, inspirations and I'm grateful to have them in my life. And then, you know, lastly, my team, like, uh, you know, I know I'm going, going over, but like nothing in the world gets done without amazing talent and amazing people from the people 
that I worked with starting off in building Seamless, like Austin, Jake, Mike, all my partners, Kurt, Rick, um, you know, to the engineers, the developers, the salespeople, the marketing people, my customer success genius team. Like, you know, I, I'm grateful because I'm surrounded by geniuses every day who are so much smarter than I am. And uh, I just want to make sure I empower them to make the biggest impact on the world for us and for our vehicle and, and for what they're trying to do. And um, without the team and without the people and without the, the right inner circle, you can't get anything done. So I'm grateful for, for my father and Danielle and then my amazing team at Seamless just making the impossible possible every day to empower the world to connect opportunity. Amazing, man. Amazing. It's, it's awesome that you've kind of got these old friends that you've worked with over, over the years from college and stuff, like I was touching on earlier. I've actually been in a similar situation. Nearly all the businesses that I've been involved in, I've um, always worked with close friends. Or, for example, one of the directors that our company now is, is one of my cousins. So I really like that kind of, not necessarily a homey feel, but it's, yeah. I don't know, there's, there's something about it. I'm well, sure like when, when you find genius in people, like, you know, I, I've got two video geniuses, Mason and Nick, like, you know, for the rest of their lives, I will always be trying to make sure that they work for, for us or work for me. And we yeah. do amazing video things like, you know, my, my genius VP of technology, Austin, he's a guru. Like, you know, when you find these people, when you find genius in product, Jake or genius in sales, like Mike or genius in customer success, like David or genius recruiter, like Hannah, like, you know, these are people that I want to work with for the rest of my life because they're so smart and they're so incredibly talented that, you know, my genius inside sales director, Adam, like these are just, and I can't even name, like I would name off all 60 people, right? If I had time, but you want to like, wherever I go, I'm bringing the top talent with me. And, um, I, I only surround, I like life is too short. So I only want to surround myself with top talent. So I won't want, let anyone in seamless that I do not think is a top 1% talent because I want to, I want to get smarter. I want to get better. I want everyone at my company to get better, to elevate, to get smarter, to deliver more value to our users and our customers. And uh, it just requires the best of the best. Brandon, I know we're going off on a tangent here. If you've got a few more minutes, um, it would be interesting to know, because I'm sure kind of business people listening would like to understand how do you hire the top kind of talent? doesn't matter if it's sales professionals, mm. if it's recruitment. Yeah, this is easy. I can knock this out in one second. Hire the best recruiter in the world to work full time at your company, <laughs> like, cause, cause they know how to do it. Yeah, um, makes sense. If I could go back in time, I would have hired a full time recruiter as my number one hire. You like, like two things I would have done from the beginning. Number one, I would have raised millions of dollars in funding from the beginning. Number two, I would have hired the world's best recruiter. Um, Hannah is one of our genius recruiters. And she's incredible, one, because she puts up with me, two, she <laughs> hires all the amazing people here who are much smarter than I am at Seamless. And um, I wish I hired her years ago, you know, because she would have just kept making Seamless amazing with the, with the right people, with the right intelligence, doing the, building the right things. You just keep elevating and elevating and elevating. So uh, my recommendation is don't worry about the money. Hire the number one recruiter to work full-time at your company and they will find the right people. Amazing. Brandon, I could literally talk to you all day, um, but we're running out of time and yep. um, I really appreciate it, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Like I said, we've learned a whole ton. It's been nothing but enjoyable. Um, 
I'd like to say this, the show is sponsored by webchoiceuk.com, a results-driven digital marketing web development app location development company. You've been listening to Sam's Business Growth Show, where we interview business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the world. We find out their story, how digital has helped them along the way, and their exclusive insights and tips. Brandon, before we go, tell us a bit about your company. Tell us how people can find you and what you can do. Yeah, well, you guys heard about my company, my story, but you, you can follow me. Um, I do a daily newsletter. You could join Seamless.ai for free, not only to get my daily strategies, tips, scripts, and best practices, but also uh, you'll get hundreds of leads free where you can find anyone's emails and phone numbers at Seamless.ai. Just go to the site and join it. And then also follow me on LinkedIn. Um, my goal is to share daily content that helps you go from five figures to six figures, six figures to seven figures, seven figures to eight figures in sales as fast as humanly possible that you could apply today to make more money. Um, so I'm posting content on LinkedIn all the time. Unfortunately, once you hit 30,000 connections, they don't let you connect with anyone else, which really pisses me off. When are they going to change that? <laughs> I, I don't like why, like just let people let you connect with people. I, I don't get it. Um, because then you look like an asshole because like people can still send you a connection request, but you can't, you can't accept it. Like, uh, I, didn't, I didn't know that. I'm only on 10K, I think, connections. Yeah, so like once, once you hit the limit, uh, people can send them to you, but you can't accept it, which is like stupid. That's for uh, sure. <laughs> so long story short, follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'll see that you're following me. I'd love to engage with you. I'd love to learn more about you. And uh, we're here to, to help you make all of your goals and dreams a reality in sales, marketing, entrepreneurship, recruiting. And uh, to close it off again, I believe you're just one list away from the life you want, the marriage you want, the, the, the products you want, the cars you want, the houses you want. You're just one list away. And I'm excited to help you find that list, sell that list, and make all of your goals and dreams a reality. The list is the key, guys. Brandon, thank you so much. It's been amazing. I really appreciate it. Thank you time, so much for having me. Humbled, grateful, and hope this helps uh, at least one person out there.